Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat, a weekly podcast devoted to helping you open up to your own unique abilities so you can receive loving and supportive messages from your loved ones, angels, and guides. Hello, beautiful. Thanks for tuning in. Now, my voice might sound a little rough today. I am recovering from some major purging that happened. I was at a Tony Robbins event. If you're not familiar with Tony Robbins, he is a motivational speaker. He is um, a, a very beautiful spiritual person. I mean, he's, he has billions of followers. Well, I know multi-millions, but probably billions. So I went to his event in Florida. It was called Date with Destiny. And I just got back. I actually started getting sick or started getting this cold chest thing on the second day. Now, I know that when I have things come up like this, what was occurring within me, I know deep within it is my body getting ready to release some major shit. So oftentimes when we have things that are coming up within us, even when we arrive at a venue that is going to shift us or we start working with, you know, a coach or a teacher that's getting ready to shift things within us, it will already start this energetic shift inside that your body, your soul is realizing, hey, we're getting ready to get rid of all of this. So, and I kept hearing, you know, this is the final piece. So for me, that, that meant, I know what that means for me. There's a final piece of releasing. So I wasn't surprised that I started getting this stuff, this chest stuff, this cold in my head, that I was purging everything I have held, you know, that anything left that I've held within that was affecting my voice. So when we're getting ready to release this stuff, if you could understand that it was holding me back within, still holding me back at a certain level from speaking my truth. So I, I'm, I'm trying to help you understand why it would show up in my head and my throat. So the head is the bullshit stories that we do, right? That's where we hold it in our head, our mind. And my voice just wanting to share truth. So again, I wasn't surprised that it was happening in this area of my body. So um, second day, you know, it, it's I started not feeling, I mean, I actually felt great. It was my head that was the issue, the head and throat. And never like a super, like a sore throat. It just was raspy and I was losing my voice. And um, so Date with Destiny was six days long. I've been to, this was my fourth event with Tony Robbins. I've been to UPW, the Unleash, Unleash Your Power Within event twice. And I've been with to Business Mastery. So this is my fourth event. And I am actually signed up for several other events that I am getting ready to schedule. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I do have to take sips of water during this to get through this podcast. But here's the thing. I could have, um, you know, posted another, uh, a past recording, a past podcast. Or I could have waited to record these. But I just felt it's so important to jump on here and record this now um, so that I can, you know, again, be an example for you of what can happen, what, as we are releasing stuff, it could come out physically. So this event was by far probably my favorite event I've attended so far. I have loved every single one of them, but this was, 
I mean, freaking awesome, amazing, crazy, just profound. So I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Now, I coach people. I mentor and coach people. Um, they, you know, we work together for six months or a year, whatever they decide. And what I have, so I've always had a coach. I always say the best coaches will always have a coach. So the best coaches are always trying to grow and heal and um, expand themselves as they're leading or teaching or mentoring those that sh they're working with. And so I've had coaches since 2008. I mean, I've honestly always had a coach and they've shifted and changed as I have. So as I've worked with one coach, then, okay, this is the coach that's going to take me to the next level or help me with this. <clears throat> and one thing I found that people resist uh, is the money part of coaching. They don't, I, I don't, at least the people that I have talked with or, or spoken with on my discovery calls, I offer free calls if people want, you know, feel the calling to work with me and want to talk with me about it, then, you know, we hop on a free call and we talk about, we discuss how I can help them. But the resistance is the money. And it's kind of crazy. I love it that I've actually never had that fear. So, and I'm not going to say I always had like bucket loads of money in the bank, but I just never hesitated on jumping into something like, hey, I know this is what I need, so I'm paying for it and the money's going to show up. It's so much, it's actually so much fun to do that, I have found, because that's truly where the faith is. Like, God, okay, you brought this person into my path, this coach showed up or this person showed up that I know I'm supposed to work with. So I'm doing it because you brought them and I have to stay out of my head and figure out how I'm going to make this happen and I just have to fucking do it. I just have to jump. So this event, Tony Robbins, this, this um, date with destiny is one of those times that I just took the leap when I didn't necessarily have the money right there, but I knew I had to do it. You know, something within me said, you have to do this. So there were 81 people, or I'm sorry, 5,000 people from 81 different countries at this event. And these are the, I mean, I really feel like the leaders, the, the game changers, the ones on the front line, you know, we're the ones that are are leading the way. And I've always felt that, that Tony is, you know, the general or, you know, the one in charge, the general, and he's, he's making us step into our power, like literally forcing us to sometimes. But I wanted to talk about, you know, I titled this podcast, You Are Here for a Reason, because I wanted to discuss the bullshit stories that keep us from realizing that. And I'm going to use some of the people in the group uh, that I met this past week as examples because they were profound and I'm not going to use any names and I'm, you know, it's not that you would know them anyway because most of them are for, from different countries. And um, sorry, I take another sip of water <clears throat> because I was determined to get through this. And here's the thing. I started getting sick at Tony's event, but he has a way of getting you into a state it's, it's, it's funny. As I was there this past week, I realized a lot of the tactics or the, the, the skills or tool sets that he gives us or shows us or takes us through, I already do with my clients, my one-on-one -on -one clients. So it was really amazing to realize I fucking been doing this all along. I just need to continue to do it with myself. So I didn't feel bad the whole week. People felt bad for me. Uh, you know, they come up and give me lozenges or hug me or whatever. And it wasn't, See, this is the thing with these events, and it's similar to the people that I attract for, for clients. They don't give a shit that you're sick. 
They just want to hug on you and love you. They're not saying, God, I don't want to catch that. It's just, I'm going to love this person even more. That's what these events are about. And you walk into these events and they're just, everyone loves one another. It's this beautiful, beautiful space that, that he has uh, created and drawn in. So let me get to some of the stories because I thought they might resonate with, with some of you. So, you know, we go through life and we think my life is, you know, we either focus on the shitty stuff's happening or we feel like bad things are happening to us all the time or we're unlucky or why me? Why am I sick? Why am I this? And then you look at other people and think, well, their life must be fabulous because, you know, because they're this or because, because they're this beautiful or because they, they are this amazing, I'm just going to use an example of a doctor because I'm going to talk about him in a minute. He was one of the people that stood up at the event. Because you you have this status, you are everything is put together for you and everything's wonderful. I mean, people even say that or think that about me. That that you know they put me in this box. That I'm in this box where nothing ever happens that I <clears throat> necessarily wouldn't want to happen. I mean, I have stuff happen. I get sick. My car breaks down sometimes. Um, you know, shit shows up that I wasn't expecting. But see, I've learned to realize. I know now that everything that shows up is for me. It is happening for me. It is forcing me to grow. It's forcing me to get closer to God, to universe, to creator, to faith, to trust. It's forcing me to let go of control. Because I'm telling you, the day you let go of control and you put it in God's hands, but you continue to forge forward, whatever that means, you move forward, but you let go of the control part, that's when you move through these events with grace and ease. It's not that they don't happen. You move through them peacefully. So several people stood up at this event at a, a time when Tony was asking. So he, I don't know if it was day three or four, but anyway, because you kind of lose track of what day it is there. You truly do. Um, our sessions can go 15, 15 hours. And we keep going back. So you know it's something amazing. So he asked if, you know, at this point on day three, four, I don't remember which day, I want, now there's 5,000 people in this venue sitting there. And he said, is there anyone here that is suicidal? And he said, I want you to stand up if you are suicidal. Now this is how much people, you know, trust this man. Because can you imagine standing up in front of 5,000 people that you are saying, I am ready to leave this planet. But there were about 10, I think there were 10 people, 10, 12 people all throughout the room that stood up. And Tony picks certain ones to work with. And it's not just a, hey, I'm going to help this person while they're here and try to save their life. He's showing us how we can help shift others, you know, out of their stories. So this one gentleman stood up and he was from another country. And, well, he was from India. And he stood up and he was suicidal. And actually, turned out, it was like this urgent, you know, his wife calling a brother and saying, you got to get him, you know, you have to help because he's, you know, I don't even know who this man is. So, it's this very well-known doctor in India. And as he got up and told his story, 
you know, Tony said, well, who are you and, and what have you done and, and what's, where are we at and why are you feeling like this? And so this gentleman had, he has actually discovered a cure for brain cancer and it is being used um, and it is proven to uh, cure brain cancer. One of the cures. So, I mean, talk about significant, you know, wow, <laughs> this man, this, this brain, this, this brain doctor that created or found a cure for brain cancer has a beautiful, loving family that supports him. Um, very prestigious, well-known and wants to kill himself. So Tony, you know, started working with him and he started working on, you know, the man's values and rules, like the values of what are your values in life? And his top rules or his top values were things like, you know, integrity. Uh, it all had, I can't remember all the words, but it had to do with him not, basically not letting anyone else down ever. And so Tony was talking about how, you know, to all of us, the group saying, you know, you can be, you can, you can be a prestigious doctor, find a cure for brain cancer and still want to end your life. Like he's, he kept giving us examples of, you see what your stories are. Like this gentleman, because he had achieved this major moment, his moment that he was working towards this, he felt this destiny of, I'm going to cure cancer in the brain. He achieved it. He didn't know what to do next. Like he had out achieved his goals. I don't even know if, the, if that even makes sense. And so what happened was Tony began to help him see the values that he held, which is a beautiful thing. I want to help people heal. But everything was about giving, 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 giving. I'm giving all the time. And it wasn't about love in a, in a way that loving myself and allowing others to love me and um you see where you see what i mean it was all about what i can give everyone else and i'm going to achieve this and then once that happens because i i had the values of give 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 and do and be a you know be of service but being of service is a wonderful thing but it's that whole idea of we must get filled up first, right? So if we're not getting, so he's a prime example. If we are not getting filled up first, we lose our way out there. We lose our way out in the world. And so Tony helped him realize this. And there were 5,000 people standing up and applauding this man. Not for, I mean, we applauded him for what he had done, you know, creating that cure for brain cancer, but we applauded him in his shift into realizing that he had his, I'm going to use the word priorities, but it's, it's values is the word we were using in this, in this conference. He had his priorities, um, in the wrong order. Okay. So, you know, love and family and joy and fun. I don't even think that was on his list. And we went down to like 10 or 12 things. Like he could list 10 or 12 things that were so important to him which is all about integrity, um, control, not control of people, control of the situation. Um, like again, the brain cancer, letting clients down. It was all this letting, you know, living in the truth so that his peers, 
didn't think bad of him. Like it was all this. And it wasn't from ego at all. It was just, I can't let anyone down in this lifetime. So when he shifted and we began, you know, Tony began working with him on his new values because he started showing him the rules he had made with this. You know, each thing has a rule. So integrity, why was this, you know, why is this, you know, what governs this? What does, what, what is your, what are your rules with this? What, what determines that you are living in integrity? And so he would list his rules. And these are the, these are the bullshit stories that we've, we've caused that we have created in our minds. I want to get to that. So everyone, oh my God, applauded him, stood up when he started, he started realizing, like he had this epiphany that he's the one that had done this, that he had created this, this monster in his head that it wasn't good enough or that he had to keep going or that he had no reason to live now that he had achieved that. So he shifted it all and he created his new values and love and joy and family, you know, fun with family. And that was all up on the top of the list. <coughs> Excuse me. And you saw the shift within him, his face, his skin, his, just his aura shift from this broken man who, by the way, had when he's, okay, here's the crazy thing. Tony said, how long have you had these suicidal thoughts? And the man said, four months. And he said, are you on medication? He said, yes, I'm on three different things. And Tony said, and when did you start taking, and he named the names of the medications. He said, when did you start taking those medications? And he said, five months ago. And then Tony talked about all the side effects with these depression and anxiety medications, which are true. I mean, they're, they're listed on them. And a lot of them are suicidal thoughts. And Tony said, hum, you know, just wondering if you see the correlation here, Doc. <laughs> um, he called him by name, but I'm just going to say Doc. said, you started medication five months ago, and you started becoming suicidal four months ago. And the doctor just, like, was just floored. And, and this is a doctor, you know, a brain surgeon that's coming to epiphanies about medications. And um, he actually had stopped taking his medications when he got there. Um, his brother met him. He's a doctor here in the U.S. And his brother threw his medications away. And he said, we're going to Tony Robbins' date with destiny. We're going. So he actually had already started to feel a little bit of clarity. And I'm not telling you to throw away your meds, by the way. You know, you need to check with your doctors if you ever decide to do that. But this is his brother just said, we're throwing this stuff away. So he was already getting a little bit of more clarity just being at the event for three days without medication. So... As he shifted into this new version of him, this new belief system, you could see, again, his, everything changed in him. And when he was done, <coughs> excuse me, let me get a drink. Tony said, and by the way, I want to ask you about the suicide thing. And the doctor answered, he says, like, what suicide thing? And we all just, you know, we all just erupted in, in, in you know, cheers of joy and clapping and <coughs> So many went to hug him afterwards because he was up on stage actually with Tony with 5,000 people watching. And the next day, it was funny, I got up at my hotel and I walked down to the, the lobby and the doctor was there with his brother on the couch. He was staying at my hotel and I just couldn't wait. I said, I just can't wait to give you a hug. And I went up and hugged him and oh my God, it was the best hug. He just looked full of joy. 
His brother, I went over and hugged him, and his brother thanked me. He said, thank you for, you know, sharing so much love with him. And I said, oh, my God, I'm sharing it with you, too. It's a beautiful thing. <clears throat> so that's one shift that happened. So that doctor got in the story of this is my what I have to do. And once he achieved it, he didn't know what the fuck to do after that. He felt useless. So, again, I'm sharing this, showing you how everyone has their own stories and how crazy they can be. They sound to us, but that was his story. It wasn't crazy to him. So there was another couple of people that stood up. One was a woman who had been raped 33 years ago, 33 years ago. And she had been raped at gunpoint in a store or something. And um, from that moment on, she blamed. Okay, so she said she felt her husband didn't handle it right after the rape. Um, I guess didn't put enough emphasis on it or do enough. And so basically had tortured him for 33 years. I mean, in a way, like she had become very cold, um, always blaming him. And she had lived this in this vibration of rape. And I was, I'm a victim, not just by the rapist, but by her husband now for 33 years. And Tony came over and he said, well, aren't you just fucking sick of that? Are you sick of being this victim in this? Like, aren't you just sick of that? Like you have given the power away to this rapist for 33 years. So not only just that day did he rape you, but it's just continued for 33 years. Now, I know this might be raw for some of you. I have, I'm, I have been raped as well. I do not use the word victim of rape anymore because years ago I decided I was no longer a victim of that. I decided to let it go. And I actually decided, I worked with my angels and I actually forgave the man that did it. <clears throat> So, because I know whatever was within him was pretty, there was a, a sick, tortured little soul inside of him to be able to do that to someone else. So I decided many years ago that would not be running the show for me because that was not going to help me achieve my greatest and my highest purpose. So as this woman, she resisted. I mean, she was like, it was, it was amazing to watch Tony work with her because she would put on this face like everything's great then and he's like, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do about this? And I know what he was, and there was more to it, like how much he said to her, but what he was hoping or working towards or, or pushing her towards was that she was going to, you know, call her husband and tell him how sorry she was that she had tortured him and then tell him all the things she was going to do to make up for it, like to love him or whatever. And she never could go to that. So Tony finally and he was with her for, gosh, a couple hours. And we all watched this. And it was fascinating to watch and, and see how, not only how Tony was working with her, but how resistant someone can be from moving out of their story. <clears throat> so um, now let me correct something. That was not one of the people that stood up that were suicidal. I'm just telling you another person that had a story that has been her life for 33 years. So I don't care if it's an illness, a diagnosis, um, someone violating you, not getting the love that you felt you needed from your parents or someone else and, or, you know, making mistakes with money and like this all, this becomes, if you allow it, it becomes your story and then you resist moving out of it. And because this woman had resonated for 33 years so much, do you get that this was her comfort zone, even though it was 
it was it was just it wasn't happy it was the space of comfort that she knew what to expect she knew how she could act she knew how people would react so not too long after her um someone else a young lady raised her hand and i'm trying to think oh i think it was tony said you know if you have realized your bullshit story and you i mean it's major and you're moving out of it they raise your hand something like that but this young lady rose raised her hand and tony went over to her and oh my god this young lady i'm just gonna guess early 20s i don't even know very young beautiful radiant she stood up and she was just like this beautiful little angel standing there and he said well let me hear your bullshit story and and what you know your your epiphany and she said my bullshit story is I was she I think she was from Russia I think from Russia she was from another country and she said I'm from Russia and I was raped by a very top politician and it wasn't safe for me to be in my country because you know he had raped her and now she's a she's a threat because if she you know whether she went forward or whatever happened you know she was a threat to him and she knew that she said i was not safe my life was not safe like i was not safe i fled my country and i came to the us so she had to leave everything because she had been raped by this man she left the country and came to the us and <clears throat> she said my epiphany is now get ready for this, ladies, those of you that have been raped or men, anyone who's had this happen. And because I understood where she's coming from, it's exactly what I did at one point many, many years ago. She said, I am grateful that this happened to me because I now have tapped in to the fucking hero that I am. I am my own hero. I am letting all of that go. I am sending forgiveness. And she said, I have never felt so empowered in my life. She said, again, I am thankful. And she said these words, I am thankful that I was raped and that I had to flee because now I understand the fucking hero I am. I am going to, I can't even, like, standing ovation. The whole room stood up. Everyone was clapping. And not only did that, you know, help, I mean, shift her. I know that shifted so many people in that audience that were living in that story. Not just the story of if they were raped or violated, but other stories, any other story. And she said, she continued on, she said, I know now that happened for me. That happened so that I could realize how fucking strong I am. And that my highest strength is to forgive someone else and set myself, set us free, like set us both free. Profound. She came up later on, I think it was the last day. Tony checked, up, checked in with her and brought her up on stage. And it just, I mean, she's such a precious, sweet, beautiful, radiant soul. And, um, you know, the last day we were working on our, our life mission, our purpose here. And she read her purpose and I don't, I won't remember it word for word, but it was about allowing the light to shine within her, sharing it with the world 
And she said, together we live in our truth, our truth of love, our truth of light. I mean, it was, I know you had to be there to feel it, but I hope you get just the important miraculous shifts that were occurring within people. There were other people that stood up that were suicidal, and Tony worked with a couple of them. He can't get to everyone. But he helped them realize. He helped them see that they have a higher purpose. There's a bigger reason for being here. One gentleman stood up. I mean, just just one came to mind again. And um, he was a sensitive. I knew it. He didn't say it, but the way he talked, I knew he's an empath. He's a sensitive. He's a healer, but he's a sick healer. He is unable to, he was unable to separate himself from the energies of the world. And so he's taking on everything, even individual people he knows. Taking, it's like he was a sponge for pain. I'm going to take on everybody's pain. That's my way I'm going to heal. That's the way I'm going to heal them. And there's so many of us that go out in the world and do that. I did it for many years. You take on the pain of others, whether it's people, uh, animals that you see commercials about, people that you come in, you know, your clients, your loved ones, things you see on TV. And subconsciously, you're taking on their pain, thinking that's going to help them heal. That's what a lot of healers do. That's what I did as a healer for many years until I learned to separate from it. And you can separate from the pain. And you can show up as this beautiful healer and empath and teacher and mentor or medium, channel of the light. You can show up as that, but not take on the pain. Because I'm telling you, my friend, that will rob you of your light. I always say this, that, you know, we're not here to save anyone. But it's not that, I don't mean it like we're not here to help people. It means we have to let go that if I don't help this person or save this person, then I have failed. Because you are here to help yourself and save yourself. You have to find a way to separate from the pain of others so that you can continue to show up as a light. And if you're like me, I had to, you know, I found a way to, you know, I can turn mine off. My gift is off. If I'm not working, and I've put that out to the universe, if I'm not working, um, unless it's something that I, it's imperative that I do or say to someone, then it is off. I can move out in the world without feeling so different or that I can't exist in a room full of people, that I can't go out and have fun and not be affected by any negative energy or sadness, anger, resentment in people. That's the lower energy I'm talking about, the negative energy. We can move out in the world. I have clients that, or, that I coach that have issues. They feel that they attract all the negative spirits. There's ways to to take, to take care of that. There are ways to, you don't have to show up as that. And I'm going to tell you, the more that you allow yourself to get filled up, full of the light, 
maintaining your connection, or even if you don't have it yet, getting a connection with God's source universe, and I mean crystal clear connection, that stuff just doesn't show up. It doesn't affect you like it has in the past. My clients, I teach them to, you know, I have clients that will get a hold of me or, or contact me for coaching, and I want to step into my gifts, and I want to be a medium, and I want to be a really good medium. And my first thing I say to them is, what if you just open up to everything that you'll be able to do? What if you're able to just see things through God's eyes? Because then you can do anything. It's about unlimited possibilities, folks. We've got to stop putting labels on things. If this is my mission, this is what I have to do. And we have to open up to the grander scheme of things. We need to get connected with God, source, universe, whoever it is you believe in, whatever being there is that you believe in, the higher being. We need to get that connection. We need to get off that hamster wheel, get connected, and allow yourself to be guided. Tell your life will never, ever be the same again. All right, my love, I hope this helped you. I can't wait to connect with you again. If you ever feel that you are being drawn or you, you need a coach or mentor to help you through your spirituality, you know, getting that crystal clear connection with God, creator source, so that you can move forward as the channel of light, whatever it means, whether it's a medium, as a healer, as a channeler, As a, an earth angel, there's many earth angels that are nurses, doctors, a teacher. Whatever your craft, whatever it is that you are doing or wish to do, when you connect with God and see things through his eyes, everything changes. I'm uh, just going to tell you real quick, I'm taking on, I'm changing my coaching packages. Um, I'm shifting just how I am being guided. So I am only taking a handful of people for the entire year, 2018. If you want to discuss it with me, if you're ready to take things to the next level, and I mean the ultimate level, the ultimate level of allowing God to guide you. Now, let me clarify. That doesn't mean I'm praying and then I'm just going about my day and things are just, it's, it's praying, it's getting connected, it's hearing, seeing, feeling God throughout your day. It's this knowing that, and I mean a true knowing. People say, yeah, all is well, all is well. But it's true knowing within your soul. Everything truly is, all is well. Whether you're just starting out, I have six-month packages to help you tap into your gifts with clarity and we're going to move into them with grace and ease. The miracles just start showing up. It's not just your gifts. Just Shit just starts showing up. Doors start opening immediately when we start working together. Um, this is my clients. This is what they tell me. And this is what we I witness. The 12-month coaching package is if you are ready to really harness your gifts, get super clear and amazing at delivering your gifts, whether you're a healer, a medium, a channel, whatever, and then building your platform getting your voice out to the world because you are needed. I can help you step into courage, 
and I can help you step into strength the entire time we're working together so that you can move forward and, and move out of fear. All right, if that interests you at all, um, just contact me at julia at juliatreat.com. Send me an email. Say, let's get on a call. It's a free call. Let's just discuss how I might be able to help you. And, um, or you can call me at 570-955-3594. Let me know. Let me know that you're ready and we'll hop on a call and we'll get going. Let's make 2018 the best fucking year ever, all right? If it's not me, find a coach, a mentor, someone to help you through it. But, you know, don't have a session here or there. Get someone who's going to help you move the fuck forward, all right? Someone that's going to push you, someone that you drive with, that you resonate with. Do it. Take the leap. Get out of your head, get into your heart, and let's go. It's time to go big and it's time to shine. No more excuses. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening to Stepping Into the Light. Be sure to visit juliatreat.com to connect with Julia on a more personal level. She offers a variety of programs to help you continue on your spiritual journey with grace and ease including Spiritual Boot Camp, the BLC Monthly Membership, and her one-on-one coaching programs. There is something for everyone.